Blog Talk Radio. Life. Are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Are you guys as thankful as I am that the uh, American elections are over? We have our president-elect, and we're moving forward, supposedly. (laughs) Uh, You know, now that I'm on the other side along with the rest of you, does it feel like we've been suspended in time, like we went through this time warp of the last year or so when there was just a constant barrage of political propaganda from both sides? And it was just, it just felt more intense this time, more raw, more vicious. It had an underlining tone of just cutting down each other. And the part that always bothers me, and it seems to be getting more exaggerated as we go year by year and election by election, is that the candidates always give a speech afterwards, encouraging all of us to play nice again and come together as a group and follow the the chosen leaders that we've all, excuse me, come together and voted for. And I'm telling you, you look at Facebook and you look at Twitter in the last couple days after it's occurred, and I'm sorry, but the tone of what people are saying on these places is very sad And at some level, this whole candidacy is putting such a bigger divide. And it seems like it's such an emotional thing for so many people that they are really have a hard time letting go of the emotions afterwards. And of course, that's certainly understandable. That's human nature when you take up a cause and you feel quite strongly about that cause. And if you're on the side that doesn't win the cause or get what you want, I'm sure it's hard to let go of the differences and come back together after such feelings have been hurt. But I hope that we can do that because we are grown adults after all, right? (laughs) And we do have the greatest system in the world of electing officers and You know me, I'm the big hopeful girl in the sky that always believes that we can do it. We can come together through our differences and be stronger because of the competition that we have in America, but also the ability to forgive, let go, and get on board with a higher cause, which is a better life for all of us. So I hope in the next coming months and weeks and even years ahead that we are able to write a new chapter of how we've done a better job this time of coming together than we did before, which leads me into what I talked about last week, which was unpredictable events and how you handle them on your regular timeline of what you're doing. 
it's time again for me to start writing my intuitive thoughts for the coming year. And as I told you last week, I really was not going to concentrate on doing that until the election was over because it just felt to me like it was so encompassing for myself and everyone else that needed to be finished before I could really sit down and get present and meditate with a clearer vision of what I saw into the future and what we need to do for 2013 because it was just a huge distraction. When I'm writing those kind of things, I put myself in a self-imposed quarantine effect. I really don't read much of anything else that's out there. In fact, I don't. And I avoid the same kind of people that do the work that I do because there's thousands, which is great. I like that because every voice has a different tone to it, a different energy, and there's millions of people, and we all have the people that we're drawn to. So I really work very hard to keep all the outward sources and distractions away from me. So it doesn't intrude with my own predictions and things that I come up for. Because it really mucks up the water. And a lot of times, my thoughts and intuitive insights go a different direction than a lot of other people out there. And sometimes I have to be very clear on what I'm getting before I even bring it out in public. So that's what I'm going to be doing in the next couple weeks. But I want to talk in this program in particular some things that we can do for the rest of 2012 and also the exercises that I talked about last week in that series that I started on trust in time day by day. I opened the discussion on how to embrace and adjust your set course in your life when celestial phenomenon show up unannounced. Those unplanned and sweetly unpredictable happenstance that just seem to drop out of nowhere, and yet they demand our complete attention. Steal it away from moments from what we call real time, and we have to make changes and adapt immediately to work with the the uh, unpredictable events that have been coming in our lives. Now, I used the example of the hurricane of Superstorm Sandy last week that hit the East Coast. I know that was an exaggerated example, but I was trying to explain how when you're on a course and then something like that comes to you, you simply have to prepare and it forces you to stay in the moment when it's actually happening. And it really forces you to know where your path is and what you're supposed to do after the event occurs. It's a sort of recalibration, and it changes your future plans, but yet there's a time in there where you just have to wait, and you're suspended in that time, just like the elections that I was talking about, waiting for the occurrence to happen before you can actually take more action and recalibrate what you need to do. When that happens, the first reaction you should always have is stop what you're doing. You have to pull your attention away from the present real times where you're at in the moments and and the things that you're doing in your life. You have to start thinking about what necessary tasks it takes 
to integrate this terrestrial phenomenon or an unpredictable event and integrate it with your path of where you're going, your linear real path time, and try to do it without skipping a beat. That sounds silly when you say it out loud, isn't it? It's like, okay, do this and then do that and then take care of this and then go back to that. So I want to share with you some of the exercises and tips that I've gotten along the way that helped me and really benefit from some of these kind of breaks along the way. Everybody talks about having a bigger picture. What are your goals for the future? What is your forecast? What is your vision for where you want to be? Whether that's you want to finish college in a couple years, you want to have a new career in place in two and a half years, you want to move to Cucamonga with your family in 2016. It doesn't matter what the vision is, but you have to have that bigger picture in your mind's eye. You have to be able to know where that is, and that's what grounds what everybody talks about is the real time. The real time is the things that you accomplish on a daily basis to get to your bigger picture and forecast and vision that you've put in place, whether that's a two-year plan or a five-year plan. By doing this exercise, you literally have created what I call an energetic baseline. And if you close your eyes and you think about it, this is how I see it. This baseline is an underlying river, almost, of information and energy that is in place at all times. It's very predictable. It doesn't go up. It doesn't go down. It's just a straight, linear line. You do this energetically by doing that big-picture forecast and getting that vision in your conscious mind. This is what people do when they make those vision boards. They may not be aware of it, but your conscious mind actually kicks in and creates a visual picture of a line that has a starting point and a, and a point of where you want to end up in the near or, or distant future. When you create this mental picture, it creates a grounding zone, like it anchors and weights you down in energetically into this real time. When you are able to energetically connect with that timeline that's in all each one of us, you're able to see how these different unpredictable events pop you off and down that line. And and the way I describe it in my head is like this. You know when you were a little kid and you were assigned to make a timeline of somebody's life? My daughter had to do Chanel a couple months ago, and we made a timeline. And you know the boards. You put a straight line on the board. And then from that line, you make little lines, little branches that come in and out of this line. Those are the things that I label unpredictable events or areas that you go divert yourself offshoots or branches, so to speak, of different things that happen along the way that are unpredictable and unplanned 
but you have to go and do them because it creates this flow of complete attention. Now, some of the branches are planned and calculated, but the majority of the time there's that kismet moment in your life where you go, I just got to take advantage of this new job or I got to go to this school for two years. And it creates one of those offshoots of this mental timeline that you have in place that never changes. If you don't have this timeline, you become untethered in the world. Like a kite in the wind, you just kind of go wherever spirit takes you or wherever you feel like going. Now, I am not saying that that is a bad way to live because there's some people that enjoy just going in and floating in the moment. People can do that, but the majority of us cannot live in that spontaneity and have to have some kind of sequence and planned, rehearsed course of action to go forward in order to feel calm and peace about what your life is all about. Now, when you begin to realize that these offshoots are just things that come your way, you can calm down a little bit. It's a part of what happens in life you begin to embrace these terrestrial occurrences because you begin to see a pattern forming. You may have one of these events every couple months or you may not have one maybe once a year, maybe twice a year. But once you start seeing those patterns, you can predict a little bit how to formulate a plan, and take on these celestial phenomenon. But the bottom line is you won't be knocked off your game. You'll be able to stay on your course and your path without flinching. You won't go to your knees when you have to go in a different direction because at a moment's notice because you are able to learn how to handle these fluctuations. The second part of the story is when these apparitions and these celestial phenomenons come your way, you begin to learn that neither one is good or bad. It's more about your own past and the, and the, the way you can bob and weave and enjoy all parts of it. So the concept of good and bad becomes insignificant. It just basically is. When you're able to take that out of the equation, you can actually learn to put yourself on autopilot on the linear moments and kick into real time and present time when the celestial phenomenons come your way. Here are the challenges that I see that people really have trouble with. They really have trouble wanting to self-impose their personal will on top of these strange occurrences. Somewhere in our brain, we begin to think we're bigger than the challenge or opportunity that comes our way. And they have trouble getting out of their own way because they're heck-bent on forcing through these celestial phenomenons. You get in trouble in the long run because what? guess what happens? 
when you force those events to occur, in other words, the Sandy survivors are in the mode of just picking up the pieces after the event they had to sit through. They had no choice but to settle in and allow that to happen. Those people that probably tried to push their way through and make it quicker are going to have some more pitfalls and holes in their own linear energy timeline when they get back to center. You get so entrenched in the diversion, you miss the opportunities because you get so busy trying to force it and make it get done before it's time. Then what happens, and if you do that, you have to do a do-over. I want you to remember that the past and to some extent the future is not written. And you've got to play it out as it lays out in front of you. We've become a culture of rushers. We're overexhausted with pre-planning, and at some level we have become incapable of readjusting as these events are needed. If you take the time and you enjoy the moments that come at you and enjoy the real time of these events, you will naturally and organically back down into your own timeline. Slow yourself down. Take in all the sights, the sounds, the colors, the emotions, the feelings that you're having. Because I guarantee you, once you get back to that regular plain old timeline that everybody thinks is boring, somewhere along the line you'll be able to integrate the wisdom you learned from those offshoots on your natural timeline. Those celestial occurrences will have a bigger impact in your life than you will even know. It takes practice, believe me. And you can't force this to happen either because the reality is these celestial events that I'm talking about, they'll find you no matter how hard you try to hide. These kooky, strange, and loving events will come to you. But the other part I can always guarantee is they will pass. You will survive. And in fact, you will thrive And you will anchor yourself one more time back on that slow and steady energetic timeline that you've created at the base. I want you to think about that and try that next time an event comes along. Realize when you're being taken off that timeline of your own own real time. Stay in the moment, enjoy the celestial occurrence, or make it through whatever it is. But make sure that you go back and find yourself re-anchoring into that natural flow of energy at the base and bottom of your own mountain. After this short break, I want to talk about the rest of the year and intuitively what I think all of us should be doing and give you some intuitive suggestions to help you make it through 2012. We'll be right back with Change Already, your future, your choice.
Looking for more? Welcome back. Here's your host, Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. Welcome back to Change Already. Last week in the show, I was talking about my friend Susan Murphy Milano and her passing on October 28th. But in the middle of that uh, conversation, I was having my dog bark. <laughs> and she always sits beside me when I can because she's just like my good luck charm. And I thought, oh, mm, I wonder what all that means. Anyway, go back and listen to it on um, Blog Talk Radio. It was last week's show. And it was the trust series that we're talking about, and this is week two, and that was week one. And so you'll get a kick out of my doggy. She's a pretty little border collie. Anyway, now that the fog has lifted, um, the picture's starting to get clearer for me, and I can refocus on myself now and the rest of us because we were so entrenched in what was doing. And I'm branding the rest of this year called the Big Squeeze. I go back and forth about how intense I want to be with you all on making my point clear on what I want to say, but yet be gentle enough that it doesn't turn anyone off. You've heard me talk about people in the past about playing to one's the middle. And when I talk about these people, I talk about them in a way we all have them. They way their opinions and ultimately their own behavior, they're always changing it up to suit whoever they're with. Like they haven't, they never really have their own stance. They just change with the wind of whoever it is. And if you do that long enough, you result in what I see as lost souls in the gray zone. They're so busy making sure that they're on the right side of whoever they're with and selfishly receiving big dividends and payoffs in the end because that's why they think they're going to do it. Wherever they think the biggest payoff is, they go. You know, and I've been gently nudging each one of you to find your soul, to ground them within yourself of what you believe in. Now, of course, that's hard sometimes because it goes against the grain with other people. And I'm not even talking spiritually. I'm talking about all aspects of your life and what you believe in. What do you stand for? You know, the the election is a good example of that because at some point, if you voted, you had to pick one side or the other. You had to pick somebody. You couldn't stay in the middle. And if you were in the middle, you couldn't vote. Anyway, If you totally believe in every aspect of their platform, you voted for them. If you didn't, you went on the other side. This is how the rest of the year is going to play out. You know, I wrote last year in my uh, intuitive prediction that the veil was getting very thin. I am telling you right now, it is so true. Those people that can feel it, and see it and sense it are feeling the squeeze as well. 
this is a very fancy way of saying the Harry Potter invisible cloak is starting to come off of crowds of people, and I mean crowds of people. It's like showing their technicolor soul underpinnings to the whole world. The second part of the story is a lot of people are doing a lot of soul work. So you got a lot of people that have been doing their soul work and making a concerted effort to live a more purposeful and loving lifestyle. But a byproduct of that living in that collective truth is that they're also starting to see the true colors of everybody else around them. Even if they're living and created a facade, you can see right through it. Now, they may not be able to articulate it as well as I can, but unconsciously, people are beginning to self-read each other. And they're starting to expose the people around us of who cares and who really doesn't care. I'm telling you, this veil is not coming back. The old days of denial of where everybody is is quickly dissolving day by day. Now, you may be seeing this in your own circle of friends and your colleagues, your work environment, and even within yourself. You may be finding yourself at odds with other people that before this, you got along reasonably well. You knew there were certain subjects you didn't breach, but you guys had an understanding of what, what was going on. But now it's gotten to the point where you cannot energetically even stand to be around them. They've become a distraction and almost feel uncomfortable to be in their presence. These are the kind of relationships that are going to continue to happen and fall squarely in your lap for the rest of the year. It's like we're all getting in a vice and all these things are purging and coming to the surface. Things you may not even think of. Things that, you know, annoy you that don't annoy another. And unwanted stuff that is behind the scenes that you may not be aware of. So those people that have been settled and comfortable in that gray zone that we talk about and still playing two ends to the middle, I'm telling you right now that safety net is starting to drop away. And soon it's not even going to be a significant way of living. The other parts of the story is these kind of people are becoming insignificant. There's nothing worse in the world than becoming insignificant in your life. It doesn't matter how hard you try. If you are not picking a side and living your own belief system, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. The world and the planet is doing a whole lot of dumping right now. The old energy is being replaced with happiness and peace for a lot of people that have been doing a lot of work. Stay sure of who you are and continue to meditate every day. You've got to get rid of self-sabotaging thoughts and behaviors, idleness, and people that take big chunks of your time as a distraction rather than going towards your own goals. I'll talk about this a little bit more next week, but my guest next week is going to be Dr. Sandra Brown from the Institute of Relationship Harm Reduction. 
I want to talk to her about this. I want to talk to her about how it's manifesting itself physically in the world. It's not only spiritual, but it's actually happening out in the world in groups. So till then, I want you to remember, change doesn't have to be difficult, but it is necessary to grow. Get very clear and grounded for the next couple months where you at, where you're at, who you are, what you believe in, and you'll be just Thanks for joining fine Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before. Just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already.